0: Hello, and welcome to this special second podcast of four about the magic of Christmas. My name is Mark Compton. I'm part of the adult education ministry at Southwest Church of Christ in Tigard, Oregon. And as I shared last week, every year, I like to use this Christmas season to reinvigorate myself and reorient back to God's story of redemption and salvation through the amazing birth of Jesus, God becoming man. I always feel that Christmas is full of magic, and that Christmas fills so many with wonder. And it's my hope that in sharing a little bit about the magic of this Christmas season, that you too can feel the magic that comes from living a life full of wonder with God. Last week, we looked at Gabriel's interaction with Mary, where he told her that her plans for life were changing. And changing for the better, but changing in ways that she couldn't possibly grasp or didn't even know were possible. She would be giving birth to the Son of God. And Mary's reaction was a lot like I imagine our reaction would be, she exclaims to the angel, but how? And then after listening to Gabriel a little bit more, Mary's response was yes. I see it now. I'm the Lord's servant, and I am ready and let it be with me just as you say. Wow, those are awfully mature thoughts of acceptance spoken by a young girl, which to me is is all the more amazing. You see Mary was quick to embrace this new reality, and in my life, if I ask the question, but how or... But why, I get stuck, and maybe you do too. I get stuck, not for minutes or hours, but for days or months or sometimes, unfortunately, for years. See, I like to spin and cogitate on all of the impacts and all of the options and think through all the permutations of possibility. And that's not really what God wants from me. And I don't think he wants it from us. And I need to be quicker at getting to Mary's response, quicker to move with conviction and confidence and simply say back to God, back to the spirit. Yes, I see it now. I'm the Lord's servant. I am ready. And let it be with me just exactly as you say. And then after that moment, it says the angel left her. And then in Luke 139 It goes on to say in the message version, Mary didn't waste a minute. She got up and traveled to a town in Judah in the hill country, straight to Zachariah's house and greeted Elizabeth. Now, that stuns me. And I just told you how long it takes me to absorb things sometimes. But this special young lady, Mary didn't waste a minute. You see, Gabriel had told Mary about Elizabeth and her own amazing and impossible pregnancy carrying John the Baptist. Elizabeth was Mary's cousin. It doesn't give us much indication as to what prompted Mary's sudden journey. I imagine after her encounter, she was most likely overwhelmed, or maybe she wasn't. But she probably was simply seeking a place to absorb the news and be with someone who might understand it would be an awkward thing in society to be engaged and then all of a sudden to be pregnant with child. See, in times of high change and high flux, I think we all need a place to go. We need a place where someone can understand exactly what we are going through. And I think Elizabeth did that for Mary. We need a place of calm and peace, a place to work through the big moments of our lives. Mary found Elizabeth to be that place, and she stayed with her and Zechariah for three months. Luke provides us the most detail of the birth of Jesus and captures the beautiful exchange between Mary and Elizabeth as she arrived. It goes on to say in Luke 1.40, when Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the baby, being John the Baptist, in her womb leaped. She was filled with the Holy Spirit and sang out exuberantly. You're so blessed among women and the babe in your womb, also blessed. And why am I so blessed that the mother of my Lord visits me? The moment the sound of your greeting entered my ears, the babe in my womb skipped like a lamb for sheer joy. Blessed woman who believed what God said believed every word would come true. I love Elizabeth's last sentiment, blessed woman who believed what God said, believed every word would come true. Elizabeth saw immediately the resolve and resiliency of Mary's belief. Mary moved forward and adjusted her life immediately because of God's word to her. And she believed all of it. Not some of it, not most of it, she believed all of it. And how did Elizabeth know that she believed all of it? Because she had acted immediately to come and see her. As the Spirit prompts us and moves us in our lives, we need to embrace both the resolve and resiliency of Mary. Resiliency is an important and and interesting uh, study especially interesting during this time that we're going through here with, uh, with COVID and the pandemic. And I found this discussion about resilience on the American Psychology Association website. Says so psychologists define resilience as the process of adapting well in the face of adversity, trauma, tragedy, threats, or significant sources of stress, such as family and relationship problems, serious health problems or workplace, And financial stressors. As much as resilience involves bouncing back, in quotes, from these difficult experiences, it can also involve profound personal growth. While these adverse events, much like rough river waters, are certainly painful and difficult, they don't have to determine the outcome of your life. There are many aspects of your life you can control, modify, and grow with, That's the role of resilience. Becoming more resilient not only helps us get through difficult circumstances, it also empowers us to grow and even improve our lives along the way. Mary certainly exhibited this amazing capacity for resilience from the very first moment we meet her in Luke and throughout her documented life in the Bible. She certainly grew and improved her life along the way. And she's a great example for us of how to move with resilience in our lives as God speaks to us and moves us in new directions. And the source and power of that resilience for Mary was God, her father, and she never lost sight of that. Luke next records what is oftentimes titled as Mary's song, or more officially, The Magnificat. Wearsby shares that this song is called The Magnificat because the Latin version of Luke one forty six is Magnificat, anima, me, dominan. Her great desire was to magnify the Lord, not herself. And it's interesting that in this section, she uses the phrase, he hath or he has done eight times as she documents and recounts what God has done. Throughout time and in her life, and would do in the future. Listen to her words as she exalts the Almighty God. And Mary said, I'm bursting with God news. I'm dancing the song of my Savior God. God took one good look at me, and look what happened. I'm the most fortunate woman on earth. What God has done for me will never be forgotten. The God whose very name is holy, set apart from all others. His mercy flows in wave after wave on those who are in awe before him. He bared his arm and showed his strength, scattered the bluffing braggarts. He knocked tyrants off their high horses, pulled victims out of the mud. The starving poor sat down to a banquet. The callous rich were left out in the cold. He embraced his chosen child, Israel. He remembered and piled on the mercies, piled them high. It's exactly what he promised. Beginning with Abraham and right up to now. I went a little slower because I wanted you to be able to hear the power of her words, her song to God. To work back through this here a little bit, she was bursting with God news. I love this translation in the message. Thinking about our own lives, do we burst With God news, what's the type of news that we spread? What are the types of words that we spread as we work through our daily living? Is it God news or all the other stuff that's going on? How amazing to burst with God news. Such that we then dance. Dancing with the song of our Savior God as Mary says it. Then she recounts that God's blessing on her is permanent. It's lasting. Everyone will remember her for all time and what God has done for her. And she feels inadequate, but blessed and grateful and thankful. She proclaims God is holy. And then she gives this great image as we as interpreted and translated in the message version, that God's mercy flows in wave after wave after wave. So, one of the things I did years and years ago when we would maybe travel out to the ocean, or one time we actually lived by the ocean uh, out in Half Moon Bay, California. And I'd wake up either on the trip or I'd wake up as we lived in our home and the windows were open, and I would just... Go to the window. Because I wanted to see if the ocean was still on. (laughs) Was there ever a time where the ocean stopped, where the waves stopped hitting the shore? It is so reassuring in a way that no matter when you wake up or when you look out on an ocean, the waves are a constant. And I get this beautiful picture here of wave after wave throughout the day coming to the shore and god's mercy flows into our lives wave after wave after wave and it's always on god's mercy is never off and mary talks about god's strength how he scatters the braggarts knocks the tyrants pulls victims up from the mud and from Mary's perspective, God is the great equalizer. All is made right with God. Says so that even the starving poor sit at a banquet, and the callous rich, who disregard the poor, are left out for a change. And then she brings it home, reminding all and, and praising God that God embraces Israel. He remembers. And he piles on mercies and piles them on high. God did not forget his promise to Israel. While there was lots of doubt and silence through the prior 400 years, Mary knew that it was about to get loud again. God was roaring into this world with his son, and Mary would be giving birth to him. Israel would soon know that God had not forgotten. He would do exactly what he promised, and he would be piling his mercies high. This word mercy in the Greek is elheos, And it means divine and active compassion or a tender mercy. So this active, tender, permanent, and divine mercy is piled high in Mary's view. And when I first read this, I immediately got the visual of a great big stack of presents. And I wrote down The Grinch. Because do you remember that scene at the top of the mountain where the Grinch had taken or stolen all the gifts from Whoville? And the sleigh tips and teeters. It's so heavy and it's imbalanced from all the presents as the presents teeter. And the whole thing acts like it's going to fall over and the Grinch tries to keep it from falling over and he stares down at Whoville and he gleefully expects great weeping when they wake up and discover that all is gone, all is lost. But that moment never comes. Rather, singing in gratefulness is seen by the Grinch, and his heart grows and grows. And the sleigh, piled high with presents, comes flying down the hill and back into the midst of the Who's. Mercies piled high. Mary was filled with emotion and overwhelmed by the size of God's mercy. So let's close this time for the week with three questions for us and maybe a couple of final thoughts. First, where do you go to figure things out and to be encouraged? Like Mary went to see Elizabeth, it's important for us to have that safe place and those safe people where we can figure things out and be encouraged. Second, when you become aware of God's acting in your life, what do you do? Do you burst with God news and go tell people? Do you burst with God news and praise God? That's the lesson for us is when we burst with God's news, when we see what God is doing in our lives, let's take it to others and take it to him. And the third, if you Take much time at all to absorb and reflect on God's mercies. That they're always on, like wave after wave coming into the shore, and that they're piled high. Can you embrace Mary's vision of God's mercies in your life? Mary's Magnificat closes with, it's exactly what he promised. This season, embrace the magic of Christmas. And let the spirit fill you up such that you burst with God news to the people in your life and those you come across and that you dance with the song of your Savior. Thank you for listening. It's Mark Compton for the Southwest Church of Christ Adult Education Ministry.